Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I got another exciting interview for you today. So in today's episode, episode 242, I'm on the line with none other than Luria Petrucci, the video host formerly known as Callie Lewis. Uh, She was a pioneer in the podcasting world and has been producing and hosting videos since 2005. She's the co-founder of Geeks Life, a lifestyle network serving both audio and video podcasts about all kinds of geeky topics. Uh, the show's focus on passions from technology to food to music and fun, and that's what Luria has built her career on, having fun with technology, geeky topics, and encouraging others to do the same. I brought her on here to talk about how to use online video to build your platform. I couldn't think about anyone better suited to cover this topic. So online video, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Luria, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks awesome. so much for having me. <laughs> I am. I'm glad to have you because we connected um, back earlier this year in in Las Vegas at the National Association of Broadcasters. We did the NAB show, NAB show and we we co-hosted and uh, the 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 live stream together and mm-hmm. connected since then. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I, I, I consider you a friend now. Um, David Foster introduced us. You guys have a long relationship. Yep. And I, I was, he was like, you're going to love him. I was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, everybody says you're going to love everybody, right? <laughs> I met you and I was like, oh my God, he's like the best person in the world. <laughs> but, well, you know what's cool? I'd been watching you online for a while. And, you know, in watching you, I, I thought to myself, man, she seems like a really cool person. But, you know, as some people you, 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 you think, man, they seem like a really cool person on TV or on video. And then you meet them in person and it's kind of like, man, that person is like, no, not as cool as I thought. <laughs> but you were cool in person, too. Well, you know, I think that's, I think that's generally true of most people online. Um, there are very few people who aren't what they seem Mm -hmm. and, and that's what it's all about is being genuine, which we'll talk about later, but you know, it's, it's, it's fun to just be ourselves. Exactly. And I think that's something that really helps us to do well online. Now you've been doing this for a while. What's the most exciting thing about what you're doing today? I thought we already covered that talking to you, Leslie. (laughs) No, 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 no. Not today, today. <laughs> Just in general in life. <laughs> oh, okay. That. But good one. Good one. <laughs> um, I, I think the best thing that, that of what I'm doing today is absolutely 100% helping people. Mm. Uh, since I was a kid, I've always helped. That's been my my thing that I do best and I love to give. And like back when I was a kid, I, I would get an allowance, very, very small, but I would save it up because I never wanted anything. I never needed anything. And when somebody was in need of something, whether it was my sister or a friend, I would just give them my money. 
and that's a very basic like kid kind of, of reaction, I guess, but it just, it just, that's who I am. I love to help people. And I love this new turn in what I'm doing, which is, is launching Geeks University to help people learn how to do online video, how to make it, how to grow an audience. And I just, I just love sharing. So Mm. yeah, that's, that's really exciting for me to have this new, um, new invigorating kind of life. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to hear a little more about Geeks University. I know you guys have some great stuff um, planned there. I want to I wanna go way back, back into time, because when I hear things like 2005 and podcasting, I think to myself, man, was podcasting even around then? <laughs> well, obviously, there's so much that was happening then to, to lead to where we are today. But where did it start for you? How did you get into online video and podcasting? To be honest, I was totally just geeking out about this new technology called podcasting and an RSS feed. I heard Adam Curry talking about podcasting on NPR. And that was my first like, oh, there's this new kind of thing happening. And um, and so I, I just started fiddling around with it. I wanted to know how it worked because I'm a geek. <laughs> and um, so it, it became very obvious. I, when Apple released the first video iPod, they announced Mm. it in October of 2005 and it was like, Holy cow, that's gonna, that's gonna change things. And there were all these audio podcasts, a lot of people doing that. And so, you know, we decided to do video. Um, It seemed obvious that that's where things were going. People were going to be getting these things for Christmas and People are going to need some content to put on there. And, and again, I was just really fiddling around with it. It wasn't at first a, a thing of, oh, I'm going to become a video star. <laughs> like, <laughs> not at all. Um, I, was, I was just playing around the, with the technology and, 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 and having, a, having a good time learning how to hand code RSS feeds. Oh. And like that. now you don't even now have to know what an RSS feed is. Um, but it's the delivery method underneath podcasting, what iTunes runs off of and, and a bunch of other platforms. And that is um, that was just that was it. So in December, released the first one, gained an audience extremely quickly. And at that time, it was a realization that this could be something. And I'm not one to say no to any opportunities. So <laughs> I dug my heels in and I just pretty much attacked the podcasting world. I knew nothing about it. I I just went in full force. So, okay, so uh, to, it, it the video iPod comes out, you think, okay, this is going to revolutionize this whole podcasting thing and you you want to start this video podcast. What was the first thing that you did? What was it about? Um, okay, so <laughs> the first one you can actually find online. Please don't go look it up. Oh, but- I will. <laughs> I will. Embarrassing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I might have to post that in the show notes. Whatever it is, (laughs) it's Geek Brief number one, which was the show that I was doing back then, and it was just about technology. And because everybody said to do topics about what you loved, and that is absolutely stays true to this day. You got to do a topic about the things that you are passionate about and you can talk about a lot. And so I love technology. And so that was the first one, which was, um, which was just like five different gadgets. I think there was a 
smart toilet seat in there and there was uh, the razor phone if i remember correctly uh yeah so and and i had done a test before that um like a pilot kind of test where i just talked uh, but i don't i don't know that that's out there well i i yeah, have I you know that digital fail in the chat room just posted a link to the youtube video <laughs> of course he did digital fail is great at that <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to go. He said, whoops, I'm not sure if that was bad manners. <laughs> I am I am looking forward to going and checking that out. Anyhow. But but it proves that everybody starts somewhere. You know, if you if you do watch it, you'll see how bad it was. And it and I've made 10 years out of it. So it's a you know, it's you know, it started. It started okay, somewhere. so what I love about that is you know, when I go back to my first podcast episode, I started a podcast episode kind of like um, so, yeah, I'm doing this podcast thing and, you know, it seems kind of cool. I don't have a name for it, but um, this is going to be fun, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and you learn over time by putting that first one out and kind of uh, evolving over time. You get better. And that's what I I actually love going back and seeing the first videos because it kind of encourages me to continue with what I'm doing because I'm going to get better with what I'm doing. Exactly. Exactly. You have to just get out there and do it and you will get better as the practice makes perfect. I mean, there are sayings for a reason, right? Exactly. So, so, um, I obviously podcasting has come a long way. What did it look like back then for you? I, I mean, you say you had to, you know, hand code your RSS feeds. What was the process like, um, back then in comparison to what it is now? Gosh, it was tremendously harder mm. um to get a podcast out the door because you had to be a geek back then you had <laughs> like a tech geek yeah, yeah um you had to know how to pull things in and how to work with feeds and how code worked and how to host your own files i mean it was it was a lot harder um now it's so simple, so easy. You don't have to know anything about the techno technical aspect of it, uh, which is fantastic. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a much smaller knit community back then. Yeah. There weren't a whole lot of people doing it. Um, and I still talk to the people that, that, you know, we, that were doing it back then, kind of the early podcasters and, and it's still a tight knit community, but it's a much larger space now. Very cool. Very cool. So you started the podcast and did it take off like immediately, like a, thousands of people just rushing to it? Or did you have to build your audience slowly over time? I was extremely lucky because back then I was one of the very first people to even put video out there. Mm. And like we had predicted, it was something that people were getting for Christmas and wanting content to put on there. So the audience came very rapidly, very quickly. Um, and then that's when I, I took hold of it. I was like, okay, this is gonna, this could be something to mm -hmm. to get me out of what I was doing before. I didn't really want to do it anymore. And then, then it was all about the the networking, the community, the audience building. Um, and so it was a constant like turning of the wheels yeah. to to keep that going. So so when you started, you didn't intend for it to be a business, or did you? Did you have kind of in the back of your mind that, hey, maybe this could be something that I could do professionally? What, what well, were you yeah. I mean, does anybody do anything without wanting it to yeah. go further? You know, I mean, from that very basic human instinct, like we don't really like if you're if you pick up a guitar and learn how to play it, 
you want it to go somewhere. Um, you may not have dreams immediately of it, of becoming a famous musician or rock star or whatever the case may be, but at least you want it to go somewhere. So from that perspective, yes, I, I had an idea that maybe this could help move me along in life. Um, but it wasn't I, I had no idea that it would turn into what it did. And 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 what was the, what happened that made you think, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I did have kind of a glimmer of hope in the back of my mind, but then at some point it's kind of like, wait a minute, this can this this is really going somewhere. Was there something that happened? Was there a process you went through? It was really just the audience showing up and mm. loving it, you know, the the feedback um that I was getting and uh our server went down because there were too many people (laughs) getting the the media files. And, and that, that was pretty much the turning point. And so at that point I, we approached Adam Curry who was doing, um, and if you don't know M Curry, he's from the MTV VJs uh, days. And uh, he was running a company that was trying, that were trying to help podcasters make it their, their day job. Mm -hmm. And so approached him and he was like, oh, my God, yes. So brought us in on the network and um, worked under contract, actually, for four years um, as a as the job. Um, and they were working to get advertisers on the show. We produced content. OK, so being on video is a very interesting thing, right? Um, <laughs> and and there are some people, you see them on video and it's kind of like, oh man, this is painful to watch. There's some people that you see them on video and it, it's hard to watch, but then you watch them over time and they get much better and, and you enjoy them over time. And there are some people that just naturally do very well on video. When you were first getting started, were there things that you learned that you needed to do in order to be engaging on videos? Um, and if so, what were some of those general ideas that, you know, I want to I wanna do video. And maybe let's just switch to that. I want to do video. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the getting started thing. Where should I get started? So... The first thing to to get started is really to realize what kind of content that that you want to to create. There okay. are a lot of people kind of think about two different kinds of content that are that are out there on online. Mm-hmm. One being the podcasters, mm-hmm. um, the people doing their own show um, about whatever topic they're passionate about. Uh, then the second thing is companies doing. Uh, salesy kinds of videos, mm-hmm. com- you know, company videos, yeah. uh, things that are meant to to draw in customers, and those are the kind of two primary videos out there. But I'd argue that it is actually the same. Like everybody producing content is one and the same. Mm-hmm. It all okay. applies the same, the same rules, the same goals, because if you are a podcaster, uh, you're actually selling something, you're selling your time, you're selling um, the, your, your knowledge, you're selling your passion, you're asking people to spend time with you. Um, and that is, that's a, in a way, the same thing that companies are doing out there. So the first thing you need to realize is that is the kind of content that that you want to create um, and and come up with a format and the subject matter. And again, like I said earlier, you want to make sure that you are um, absolutely doing something that that you're passionate about, that you're knowledgeable about that. And you don't have to like be an expert. You just have to to be willing to learn 
along with the audience mm-hmm. and uh, and put it out there. So, um, so yeah. before you even move on, it sounds to me as if you're saying regardless of what kind of content you're creating, you're selling. You're Correct. selling yourself. You're selling. Um, you're selling a concept. You're selling an idea. You're selling a product. You're selling a service. But you are selling, and I think that by thinking about that, we need to. It, it it almost forces us to start to think: How can I best position myself so that I am selling in the right way? Exactly, and it's an important distinction to make um, because. At the end of the day, you want this to go somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the same thing that I started with. Uh, I, I'd like this to go somewhere, and whether you think it can become a job for you or not, uh, it can lead to other things. And that just that realization that it is that you are selling something, you are positioning yourself in a particular manner. Uh, that is that's your base, um, just that knowledge, so that you approach it from more of a business perspective. I like that. Okay, so we uh, we are choosing something that we're passionate about. We are okay with the idea that we're selling something and we're going to make our videos. Continue. <laughs> okay. Um, so the kind of content uh, that, that you want to create uh, is, is up to you. Like mm-hmm. I said, your passions, your knowledge. Um, but just realize one thing. 300 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Uh And that's, um, that's like, wow. Some people will take that. Wow. I've got to be part of that. Some people are like, wow, uh, that's a lot. I can't compete. Well, it may be a little difficult to compete in that market, but you, you have to do it because, because everybody's doing it. And that's where people are grabbing their content. People want to, to have video. And, and, and so you just got to find that format that works for you. Right. But then you need to make sure that you are not expecting the world. Um, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing. Um, and I'm I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not the easiest thing. It's not a thing of if you build it, they'll come. If you put your video out there, you're not going to gain a million subscribers tomorrow. Uh, it's work. It's uh, It takes time. And so you just need to make sure that your expectations are set correctly and that you're not expecting everybody to just show up and be a star immediately. So the interesting thing about that is I think, you know, we've seen so many of these viral videos that we often tend to think, all I got to do is create that viral video, right? <laughs> and what mm-hmm. you're saying right now is it's not about the viral video. It's about showing up and doing it consistently and building your audience. You know, whether it's one person at a time or 10 people at a time, you're right. consistently working on building that. Now, you said something about the amount of video that's being uploaded uh, on a regular basis. I just saw a study that was showing that Cisco is predicting that by... 2017, video will be 70% of the internet. And, sure. and when, I, when I hear that, I think to myself, man, that is crazy. But it emphasizes to me that if I want to really do stuff online and I want to take things to the next level, I got to explore this video stuff. Exactly. And I mean, just look around you. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, if you've spent any time on Facebook, it's all over Facebook now. Um, 
Periscope, you, you've got YouTube, you've got uh, Blab. I yeah. mean, you've got everything and it's all video. And so it's it's important to take advantage of of that method of communication. And and when you think about it, it, it is a stronger method of communication because like you do audio mm -hmm. and that's fantastic. You can communicate a lot through that. Uh, but when you get to see people in the eye and you get to, to really get to know them, uh, that's much more powerful just as it is. If you were to meet somebody on the street. Okay. So we've decided on our topic. It's based on our passions. We are ready to go. We've, we've set the right expectations in terms of it's not going to be this overnight success. This is something that I got to work on over time and I got to build. I got to use some, uh, some of the strategies that we're going to talk about today. And make that commitment to yourself that, that it's going to be a long-term thing. And that commitment, you just, you've got to write it on your mirror, write it on a whiteboard, write it on a post-it note, whatever. I commit to doing this and seeing it through. Otherwise you'll, you'll just stop uh, if you don't make that commitment because like, I mean, you, you go out and YouTube channels haven't been updated for years. That's because people just kind of lost interest. They, they lost that commitment. Got it. All right. So let's talk about actually making the videos. Yes. Um, where do we start? I mean, there's so many, so much in terms of equipment. There's so much in terms of how to be on camera and so on. Where do we start? Let's stop. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So all you have to do is start with your phone. Like these phones, okay. especially if you have an iPhone, even Android, fantastic cameras right on these phones. And that's all you have to have to get started. Okay. Um, we're actually doing a series on how to do a video with just your phone and not anything else. It's not going to be perfect video. Um, because you have to prop it up and you have to do all these different like things to, so I would suggest getting kind of a gear, a little gear kit. Okay. Um, and, and we've actually put together a custom kit for doing video with your iPhone, uh, that that's $200, $250. Uh, and that gives you great audio that gives you stability with your camera setup, uh, so that you're not like you don't get this thing going uh -huh. on, like moving all around and shaky video. Um, and you can edit your videos right on your phone. You can bring it in and edit with iMovie or Windows Movie Maker. Uh, there are free ways to do all of that um, that these days are easy and good enough. Okay, so if we're starting with our phone, you said there are some things that we might want to get in terms of having mm -hmm. this gear kit. What are some of the types of things that are going to be in that gear kit to help us take our smartphone videos to the next level? So if you have an iPhone, the iographer um, uh, is yeah. a fantastic little rig. It gives you handles on either side of the, the of the rig. And that way you can kind of hold it steady um, and you don't you're not shaking with your video constantly. Uh, that also gives you a, um, a mounts on the top mm -hmm. of it to uh, attach a light mm -hmm. to attach a microphone. Manfrotto has um, Manfrotto is known for their super expensive, awesome gear, yeah. but they have a $30 mini led light that I love. Um, wait, and it's, wait, how much, what did you say? I didn't hear the price. $30, $30. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, you can't go wrong for light, you know? And so it's from one of the best manufacturers out yeah. there. Um, it's dimmable. So you don't have to worry about like over saturating your, your subject or yourself. 
And then the Rode Video Mic Go, um, that is a great camera. That's, um, shoot, I meant to write that down. Um, I think that's 79 uh, Yeah, I think it's about I 70 or $79 for that one. Yeah. And then we, I mean, you can also get um, uh, Rode, unit for $79, you can also get a Rode uh, wired mic if you prefer mm-hmm. that as well. Um, and then iRig has some connectors mm-hmm. that will help you monitor your audio while plugging in an external mic, which are fantastic. It just plugs directly into your phone and then uh, you're good to go. Um, if you have an Android device or you know, you, you have an iPhone, but you don't want to take it out of its case to put in the iographer, um, you could do the Ceramonic mm. rig, which is actually, it's a handle and it holds any phone whatsoever. And then um, on top, it has, it has built-in audio. Like you can plug in uh, these two mics mm-hmm. and you can direct it either forward or backwards. So you could actually have one going forward and one going backwards if the photographer, the videographer wants to talk as well. Um, so that's kind of cool because usually you'll hear you'll hear somebody talking on camera but in the background and you can't really hear yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's $150, but it's almost on all in one rig just by itself. Um, and then you can get the Manfrotto light and be good to go. So it sounds like uh, from what you're saying, and I remember the iographer, the first time I saw that was when we were in Vegas doing the, the NAB show. Um, but from what you're saying, you want to have something to stabilize the phone. Absolutely. And You've that got would to be, have that. And that would be the iographer if you're on an iPhone or you can get the ceremonic. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is that called? Ceremonic what? So ceremonic uh, sound mixer. Okay, so the ceremonic sound mixer that also allows you to stabilize the phone. I saw the video that David Foster on your on the Geeks Life Network did on that, and that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. I want to get one now. Yeah, um, it's, I've fallen in love with it. The only problem with that one is that it is a single stick. Yeah handle and not a double handed grip um and that double handedness double handed double handedness yes i think we're all double handed we'll sweet just, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it uh, it, it gives you a lot more stability and i noticed like it took us probably to shoot that one video that you're talking about a good 25 minutes and uh-huh. I was hurting after it oh, just yeah. by gripping that one handle on the bottom. Cause you got to keep it stable still. Yeah. And so you can always, there are tricks to, to getting better video, even if you have just that one single stick uh, by using your body as a brace um, and, and, and holding against your ribs so that your, your arms aren't getting really tired. Cool. So we have our stabilizing device. Uh, we have a microphone because we're not using the camera microphone. The camera microphone is a no-no. If you no, want- definitely not. No, 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 no. Um, so I mean, you- if you have to, like with the iPhone and the and the newer Android devices, they They're can okay. be okay. Okay. They can be okay. You can do it if you have nothing else. Um, And like I said, we're like showcasing different ways to do that soon next week. Actually, this is, yeah. This is going live next week. Next week. So So when (laughs) when it goes live, they will be able to check it out, definitely. Exactly, exactly. Um, And and you can. You just have to take some time to think about your surroundings if you're going to use the onboard mic. But... I would ideally like you not to. External microphone, like the yes. Rode Video Mic Go. Um, and with that, also the Manfrotto light that you said for $30. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. That will take the quality of your video up significantly. 
and you're good to go with a pretty professional quality video. Exactly. And and when I think about it, I'm just floored that you can get a rig like this for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Back when I was getting started in two thousand five, I had to go on a ramen noodle <laughs> diet in order to get a three hundred and fifty dollar camera, which was the lowest end of all low of all cameras, and that didn't include a mic, that didn't include, you know, lighting, that didn't include anything. So now you can get all of this for, for very cheap and you don't have to go hire a videographer anything. Now, at what point am I thinking, you know what? Okay, this mobile video studio is great, but maybe I want to step it up to a next level. At, at what point should I even consider not using my mobile phone and using something like a DSLR or a, a, or a camcorder or something of that sort? I would say once you're comfortable. Like, okay. to me, the most important thing is to get you started because mm. I believe very, very, uh, very much that you need to be doing video for whether, whether that's to share your passion or whether that's for your company. Um, I, I think it's a, an important place to be these days. And so just get started is, is the most important thing. Once you get comfortable with the process, uh, then you can start to upgrade. Uh, DSLR. Uh, yeah. I mean that even that's a, that's definitely more expensive. Yeah. Um, and it, it includes some complications it does. Uh, that if you're not familiar with cameras and ISO and aperture and all this other stuff can throw you. So I, I don't suggest people just getting started with video. Yeah. Even think about that as an option. Awesome. Okay. So we're getting started. We're making our videos and so on. Let's talk a little bit about what do I do? How do I do well on the camera? Uh, you have a lot of experience with that. So can you give us some tips where that's concerned? Absolutely. So yeah, it is scary. Just 100%. It's scary. It's um, something that everybody gets uncomfortable wait, with. Wait, wait. Be I, before you even continue from there, do you still feel uncomfortable after doing it for this time from time to time? Yeah, I've done thousands of videos, literally thousands. I don't even know how many thousands of videos I've done. And I still get a little like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> You know, not, not every time, but yeah. like if I'm, if I'm going to come in and do something different or, and, and that, what you have to realize is that fear, that nervousness that you're experiencing really comes from a desire to please. Mm -hmm. I think that's a human element of, of what we experience um, when we're getting nervous about being in front of the camera. And it's, it's not really natural to sit there and stare at a lens <laughs> Um, and then you're thinking about judgment and uh -huh. thinking about people who are just tearing you apart. And because you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm horrible at this. I remember the first time I did a video that that number one video uh -huh. afterwards, I called my mom crying. Wow. Because I thought I was so wretched and everybody else thought it was great. So what was the problem? You know, so. <laughs> So it's not, you, you have to realize this one very important thing. It is not about you. Mm. When you get on video, it's not about you at all. So throw yourself out of the mix. You are a delivery mechanism for the information. And when people are watching you, if I am watching your video, I am watching for me. As humans, we are selfish and just embrace that. It's not a negative thing. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I just mean that we are in it for us. 
I'm going to watch your video because the title told me it's something I want to know. It's going to better my life in some way. And I'm not judging every aspect of who you are or what you say or how you say it. I'm just getting the information and then I'm going to click away and I'm going to be like, great, that was awesome. I'm going to go do that. I'm, it's I'm, not about you. I'm I'm so glad you said that because, you know, some people look at someone that's been doing it for so long and think, oh, man, they're so perfect. They have everything together. They don't feel the fear that I do. I can't do this. But to hear right. that even you deal with that sometimes, uh, I think it's very encouraging. So, OK, I, I, I distracted us from what you, where you were going, but let's I think it was an important point. So let's continue. Um, video tips. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is to be human. We, I mentioned mm. that early on and, and that's, it's hard for people to grasp. You have to kind of experience it. And in terms of how much I mean that, um, you just have to be comfortable being yourself. You have to be human. You have to be authentic. Um, it's, it's so important to realize that humans just want to follow and connect to other humans. Um, so it's okay if you screw up. It's okay that you don't know something. It's okay that you uh, have bad lighting or bad audio. You know, I mean, well, not really okay if you don't have bad audio, but <laughs> <laughs> but you as a human, it's okay if you're not perfect because people are not perfect. If I again, I'll take it back to me watching your video. If I'm watching your video and you're absolutely 100% perfect, I think you're fake. Just flat out, I don't really like you because you're too perfect. <laughs> so it's it's not about being perfect. And you just have to embrace the fact that when you screw up, make fun of yourself. Like laugh with it. It's the same concept as when you're getting bullied in school. <laughs> if, you were, if you're in school, and people were making fun of you if you kind of laugh it off if you kind of go with it and you make fun of yourself it's a self-deprecating humor like that always works so much better than getting upset at it you know i i i really like that because you know back in the days when we're talking about tv and the media and so on everything was very polished everything was very well produced and and you know, if there was a mistake, that get that got fully edited out uh, because it's TV and we got to be perfect because this is how we live. But that's right. not reality. And what I find is that now it's more of the, the the people that are real, the people that mess up, the people that make mistakes, and they're comfortable sharing that with the world. Those are the people that we, we want to follow. We want to see what they're going to do next because we can relate to them. Exactly. I think about how many videos you've watched of people um, falling down, getting hurt, <laughs> making mistakes, yeah. blooper reels. It it's our it's our nature to to enjoy that. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> because you want to know that you're not alone in your faults, um, and so yeah, I I enjoy um, just having. Hold on. Somebody turned on the Sonos. <laughs> Let me turn that off. <laughs> okay, he got it. Um, that's the that's the fault of having Sonos all throughout the house. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, so yeah, you just wanted to, to enjoy um, humans, and um, I was gonna say something. What was I gonna say? 
the sauna messed you up. The sauna messed you up. That sauna distracted me. Yes, that's fine. That's that. you see, we're being human. These things yes. happen. <laughs> Oh, you oh, know. I mean, I know what I was gonna say. Okay. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we actually orchestrated the Sonos coming on right then to <laughs> illustrate what it is like to be human. Hey, <laughs> nice, nicely done. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. <laughs> so you were gonna say. So I, I was gonna say this. I have actually. So over the years, I've worked with a lot of big companies. I've worked with Panasonic and Samsung and Bausch and & Loam, and I've represented them. And in those scenarios, I had to learn how to increase my professionalism yeah. um, because you're on a different stage, essentially. And then I realized recently, uh-oh, I've gotten too polished. Ah, Interesting. <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten too professional and I've got to tone it down. I've got to I've got to get rid of that. Um, not that I have to get rid of the ability to do it, but mm-hmm. I've got to get rid of that in my natural in flow natural. of being on camera. And um, that was an interesting thing to realize uh, that that had happened because but it proves that as you do it more, as you get better, as you do, uh, you know, you just do it more and more and more and have different experiences you're going to get better. You're going to get more polished. But again, you don't ever lose that, that human connection. I love it. I love it. Okay, sweet. So we're, we're relaxing. We're being natural. We're accepting ourselves as we are. And we're, we're, we're sharing ourselves with the world. Yes. What other on-camera tips can you give us? Where do I look? What do I do? I mean, how do I – I mean, yes, I'm being natural. But for me, natural might just be, you know, hey, um, my name is Leslie and such and such. How, how do I present myself in the best natural form of myself? Does that sound like a good question? Yeah, we're going to go with that. Yeah, no, that's a perfect question because a lot of people do get on camera and they are themselves. And so, okay. Let me just tell you this. If I'm going to be talking in my normal uh, life, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about like this. I'm, I'm just talking. Uh-huh. I'm not amped up. I, I get excited normally, but I don't really. I, I'm a shy person. I'm an introvert, which is, which is something you have to realize it's okay to be. Um, most people on camera are introverts, um, and they put themselves into uh, uh, an extra – um, uh, to a role. They, they put themselves in a role. Okay. And so what I like to, to say is that, you know, everybody says the camera adds 10 pounds, but really it, it sucks away your energy. It, mm. it takes away that energy because think about it physically. You have to get from you into the camera, through the camera, onto the other side, and to the person's eyes. Like it's, it's a long way to go. <laughs> So you have to give yourself more energy of to kind of ramp it up. Um, and I, I am not as like on a daily basis, like if, if the camera is not on, I'm not necessarily all the time energetic. <laughs> but when a, a camera turns on, I, I am the same person that I am, mm-hmm. but I'm just upping it a little bit. Yeah, I, I love that. And I find it's it's so true because when I walk around in life, I'm not going up to people and saying, hello, 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 and welcome to this experience with Leslie. <laughs> that just exactly. doesn't, that doesn't happen. But because right. I'm doing this recording, I have to give a little extra so that people can get the real me. Yes. It's just it's just something you have to accept about it, about about being on camera. You just 
get get energetic and and get excited. Um, let your passion shine through. And the other thing, um, very 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 important, the probably number one tip that I should have started with is bullet points. You have mm. to prepare. Okay. Otherwise, it is even more scary when you're getting on camera. And you haven't really thought about what you're saying or where you want this video to go. And you get on camera, you're like, okay, so I got this dog today and it's awesome. And, oh, you know what? It did a funny thing. And then you're like 30 minutes later getting to the point of the entire video that doesn't work. Um, people aren't going to stick around for complete tangents. Now we go into on tangents in a situation like this all the time, but Leslie, you're very good at bringing it back, right? So it's okay to go on tangents, but it's not okay to not have a plan or a point to the video. So bullet points always, again, like I said, I've done thousands of videos. I still have bullet points. There you go. Um, I always have a a plan for, for what I want to say or or what I want to do or talk about, um, just because it gives the user a lot more, um, value. And it gives me a sense of, of preparedness of, of planned, um, you know, of planning. And, and I just, I feel better. I feel more confident. And I guarantee you that if you sit down, write out a few bullet points, you'll feel better about even going on camera and hitting that button. Great. Now, I want to talk about one last area, and that is, you know, I'm making these videos, I'm using the equipment you recommend, I'm, I'm being relaxed on camera and all that good stuff, and I'm putting together great videos because I've succinctly outlined my bullet points, and I'm good to go. How do I get people to watch my videos? How do I get this audience? What are some of your tips where that's concerned? So um, first and foremost, again, with the bullet points or the preparedness, um, make sure that your that your video is kind of specific. You're you're covering a, a single topic or, or or a specific topic, and that has to go into your title and your description. So you want to be very clear with the audience. Remember, everybody is paying attention to a bazillion different things online. Mm-hmm. They are they are requiring you to grab their attention. Mm -hmm. They're not going to give you their attention just because you put something out. So be very specific with your title. What is this video about? Don't say uh, the title should of this should not be hanging out with Leslie and Luria. And we did it on blab and then produced it as a podcast. Like that, (laughs) that tells you nothing. You created a very specific topic, a very specific title, and it was obvious to anybody who saw it what this video was going to be about, right? Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, it's also Well, it's also audio. a video I'm and a confused. podcast. We're doing a video. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so titles, be very, very specific. Um, you can use tools like Google Keyword Planner, mm-hmm. um, and you just have to sign up for like an AdSense account and or an AdWords account. AdWords and account you have the ability to uh, to put in a couple of keywords about what your video is about, and then it'll tell you what's more popular, what's what are popular searches. Um, is there a lot of competition for that keyword or not? And you want to find a keyword that's searched a lot, but has lower competition. Yeah. Um, you don't want to try and immediately like 
go with the big dogs. Like you just won't win there. Yeah. <laughs> so and, you got to ramp up to that. And it sounds to me like you're talking, as, as, uh, especially about like if you're using a platform like YouTube, which is like the number two search engine in the world. And even if you're posting the videos on the, your blog, you want you want to set it up in a way that number one, people know what they're gonna get, but number two, when people are searching for these things. Um, Eventually, as your your site, as your video grows authority, you are getting traffic because the search engines start recommending you based on what you say your titles are. Correct. And yeah, YouTube is is very important in that process because Google owns it. Yeah, And so it it puts a lot more uh, value into the YouTube side of things as well. And I'll be completely honest with you because I'm an open book and I tell you all my flaws. I have heard those things and I know those things and I've occasionally throughout my history put effort into titles. But recently I decided, you know what? It's hurting me to not be putting effort into my titles. Mm -hmm. And it does take some time to think through that, to look at what is being searched. What are keywords that you should be using? And I am literally going back through my entire YouTube and, and blog titling and changing them. Mm, interesting. I'm I'm updating those titles in order to have have a a platform that that is Google friendly, that's YouTube friendly. And um I just can't I because I didn't do it for so many years properly. Like I did it for a week uh-huh. and then I would be like, oh this is too much work. <laughs> you can't you can't, 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 can't let that part of it go because that will affect how many people actually see it. Definitely. Okay, so we're optimizing our titles. We're optimizing yes. even our descriptions so that people can find us more easily. Any other things we can do to get get an audience? Obviously, you're going to want to share it. Um, mm-hmm. You may not have an audience, but you do have friends. You have family. You mm-hmm. have people who can start you off with as being your audience. And you know, you hear people say, oh, my mom's my audience all the time. <laughs> So uh, it's cool. It's fun. It's a great place to start. And friends and family can actually help you get um, better as you go. So start with them. And then uh, you're going to want to uh, use your social platforms as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Use hashtags, use keywords, um, again, in your posting on social media. Uh, And you're going to be able to find people who... Uh, who are talking about the same concepts or the same topics as you are. And what you're going to want to do is network with those people. That's a scary word, network. (laughs) Ah. Um, I I hated the idea of networking because, again, I'm shy. Uh But you have to, like, I was in a job that actually required me to, before I did this, that actually required me to go to local, um, oh, what's the word, like the business the, not meetups, but like uh, the chamber, okay. uh, the chamber of commerce chamber of meetings. Commerce, yeah. And that taught me a very important lesson because it's the same exact thing as going to physical like meetups uh-huh. or whether you're a business, you'll know the cha- the whole, like if you have a local business, you'll know the whole chamber uh, situation. And you go out, you meet people who are doing similar things. You, you talk to them about it and you're not pitching um, but you've got to do the same thing online, which is you find those hashtags that are relevant to what you're doing. You go, you find other people asking questions about what you're doing and you start helping people. You have to provide value to people in order for them to want to watch and follow you. 
So that's your number one step is, is to go find those hashtags, find who's talking about what. And if somebody asks a question that you know, or that you can help say, Hey, here's how you accomplish that. Or here's how you can do that. Or this is the gadget you want to buy or whatever it is. And don't pitch, just provide value. That's a slow moving process. Um, but it, it will be a better process than going somewhere, going into a group or a community of any kind and saying, hey, I do this, I do this, I do this. Follow <laughs> me over here, link here, link here. Oh, woo, look at me, look at me. It's just not going to work because they will ignore you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's so many tips in that. And I want to quickly summarize them. Um, number one, titles and descriptions. Make sure you're doing a good job with that. Uh, number two, you, you well, actually, number zero create good content because yes. you talk you you've spoken about that and creating stuff about things that you're passionate about because then that's going to make number 2 easier share it with your friends your family and you have something now you can be proud of for your mom to share your sister your brother your your uncle your aunt whoever in the world can share it but then also take advantage of your online social networks, um, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or, or whatever the case might be. Um, find the relevant hashtags and contribute to that conversation. Connect with people in person and even online. I mean, we connected in person, and you, you're on my podcast. I've been on your podcast. So I think that's, that's a good example of how this whole networking thing can work. Exactly. And, and it does take commitment. Um, does. Again, going back to the very first thing we talked about is, is making that commitment to yourself. Um, it's not going to be an, you, you are not an overnight success. I was not an overnight success. Uh, nobody is an overnight success. Even the most successful people out there, it takes, it takes hard work and it takes practice and it takes persistence really. Um, the other thing you want to do is upload video directly to Facebook um, oh, yeah. inside the, the newsfeed. Uh, so don't try and there's, there's this whole tricky philosophy of, you know, of being where everybody is versus like you upload to YouTube, you upload to Facebook, you upload to this and you go here and you go there. Um, over the years I've tried that and I've, I've tried, I, I've actually changed my philosophy on okay. it a little bit in recent times because times have changed. Yeah. You, you want to be in, in a few different places, but you don't want to overextend yourself because the last thing you can do is spend all your time commenting and responding and being everywhere. Yeah. So choose a couple of different platforms. I, I am actually really into Facebook these days and I used to hate them. <laughs> I used to despise Facebook. I feel the and, same way. <laughs> <laughs> But they're killing it with their video implementation oh, yeah. on both live and recorded. And so you've I, I would highly suggest being there um, and taking advantage of that, especially right in its it's not infancy stage, but it's almost uh, it's kind of close. And so then YouTube, of course, um, and choose a couple of, of social platforms to be on and really highly engage in those platforms. OK, so we've just scratched the surface. This podcast could go on for 16 <laughs> more hours, uh, but we're not going to do that. And instead, I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about what you have going on with Geeks University. So Geeks University, uh, we're launching soon in January, and uh, we are actually providing content before that too. But what it is, is uh, where we teach you how to 
make online video mm. uh, and how to build an audience. And we will take you in the course that we're launching in January, we will take you from beginning to end, from creating that idea to coming up with a format to deciding on the actual subject to uh, what equipment to buy for, for your needs uh, to editing it, to publishing it, to, you know, all of that is all in one single course that will take you all the steps. Um, and, and it, like you said, we're just scratching the surface here. There's so much, so much. that, that will, that, that I've learned over the years. And, and like I said at the beginning, this is, this is the number one thing that I think I'm, I'm made for is, is helping people. Um, and so that's, that's the goal. And you guys are going to have some free resources available beforehand. When this podcast Indeed. goes live, that those resources are going to be available or right. soon after. I think. Yeah. yeah just it's head be on over. Yeah. If you go to geeksuniversity.com slash Leslie, then um, all of those uh, resources will be there for you. I have a slash Leslie? Yeah, not yet, but yes, you will by the time this is launched. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm excited about that. I want to, I, you know, it, I don't promote a lot of stuff um, because there's so much stuff out there that you could be promoting. I like to promote things that I know the people behind are going to do an awesome job. And I know you guys and I know that you guys are going to do a, a phenomenal job. So I'm not going to hold any punches uh, and I'm gonna just let you guys know if you're if you care about video, if you care about you know vlogging, anything to do with video. Quite frankly, you want to check this out. If only to get the free stuff, you want to yeah. check that out. So uh, I'm gonna link to all of that in the show notes for this episode. Um, so um, I'm excited to share that with you guys. Uh, any final words, Luria? Oh, just one other thing. Like I said earlier, the most important thing is to just get started. If you are already doing video and you want to advance, uh -huh. we're going to help you out there as well and, and just take that into the next level. So uh, just just make sure that you don't let yourself get in the way. That is the number one most important thing to me is is helping people through that that struggle of just hitting that that record button. But that's the most important thing. Hit that record button. I don't care what it takes out of you. Just do it. Because the great thing is, is that no one has to see it if you're well, unless you're going live. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but just hit that record button and practice as much as you can. Most definitely. Luria, thank you so much. You rocked. And I appreciate you Thank coming you. on here. Oh, I love you, Leslie. Love you too. All right, guys. Hey, everything that she spoke about today, if you didn't get to take notes, don't worry about it. You can come to becomeablogger.com slash 242 because this is episode number 242. All of the resources, all of the equipment, everything that she mentioned is going to be linked up. So head on over there and check it out. I hope you got value from this episode. No, no, I'm sorry. I know you got value from this episode. Um, and if you're not subscribed for some strange reason, I know for some reason that could happen. Don't worry about it. You can subscribe now. Head on over to becomeablogger.com slash podcast and you can find information about the show. You can find about how to, how to subscribe, how to leave a review, how to do all the stuff that you do with podcasty thingies. Um, and if you're trying to get your blog started so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business, head on over to become a blogger. No, no, not become a blogger. Freebloggingvideos.com <laughs> where you get to follow me as I show you exactly how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, but most of all, how you can take action and do it too. 
So that's freebloggingvideos.com. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.